Coming to you guys live from the Dragon's Lair in Kalispell, Montana, this is Behind the Flame. Today's guest is four times Forbes featured entrepreneur, CEO of Nutrition Solutions and U.S. Navy veteran, Chris Cavallini. Here's your host, John Bartolo. Hello, everybody. I am uh, really excited about this guest. I'm going to give you a little background. Chris and I have been friends now for... A few years. Uh, we, we met and, and talked in depth a couple of Olympias ago, so we had the opportunity to kind of spend some time and chat, and, and getting close with him, I realized that Chris was from my neck of the woods back home in Boston, and we shared the same roots, and we shared the same ties, and kind of had similar backgrounds, and um, for those of you paying attention on YouTube and watching now, you can find Chris at Chris Cavallini and at Nutrition Solutions. Um, to everybody coming in on the YouTube, please check him out, check the company out. He um, is a really tremendous entrepreneur, um, a Navy guy originally, and uh, a fitness enthusiast, and he's friends with many in my circle, and I'm really blessed to, to call him a friend the last couple of years. We ran into each other even as recently as the last Olympia and chatted for quite a bit, and we've text talk over time, so I'm really excited to have an entrepreneur with his background, with his, his you know, linkage. So I'm excited, and I'm going to dive right in, as I always do here on the podcast, Behind the Flame, but I want to take a minute to thank everybody in the room. I want to thank uh, Austin Web Designs. I want to thank D. Mitchell Designs. I want to thank uh, Sam Scummins. Yeah. I do have some housekeeping things after John's done with this mm -hmm. part. Uh, we're, we're doing a giveaway back as to you. usual. Sorry. Uh, I want to thank everybody. I want to thank Melinda and Jason Sanju for paying the bills. And this is Behind the Flame. I know Chris is, is, is very tight with many mutual friends, and we'll get into some of that and some of the training and everything else. Sam, you want to button up housekeeping before yeah, I throw the first question? Yep. Like John said earlier, uh, make sure you guys, during the episode, if you want to check out Chris's uh, social media feeds, at Chris Cavallini on Instagram and at Nutrition Solutions. We are going to be doing a giveaway, as usual, on this episode, folks. To enter the giveaway, head over to Chris's page, at Chris Cavallini on Instagram. His latest post, like that post, tag a friend, head over to Falcor's page, like our latest post, Tag a friend, let them know what's going on here today. Uh, and we're going to be giving away one week of comp meals and a swag pack be on behalf of Nutrition Solutions. So thank you, Chris, for that, as well as a Falcor swag pack and some parts we're going to toss in there for you from Falcor. Uh, so that will be drawn this afternoon by Austin and I live on our Instagram page after the show is taking place. Very generous. What's a, you know, I mean, what's a, what's a week worth of meals run? What's the retail on that? Chris? Uh, the one that we're going to be sending out is about $175. So about $175 value, guys, and it'll get you points in the right direction, and we're going to get into all that. So I'm going to throw it to Chris. I, you know, here's the thing. I want to hear, Chris, how you got here. Forbes entrepreneur. I see you out there with the WWE guys training. I see you out there pushing the limits. I've even seen some gun stuff in there. Take me all the way back to Chris in Massachusetts and kind of how you got to where you are now with Nutrition Solutions. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you, John, for having me on, guys. Appreciate the opportunity and uh, definitely uh, the, the the nice intro there. Of course. Basically, you know, um, I'm from uh, Boston, born and raised. Uh, didn't come up, you know, very conventionally, uh, shall we call it. I was actually arrested 17 times prior to my 18th birthday, um, where, you know, up in, in the city where I grew up in the inner city, Things are a little different there. Like it's 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 rough, and you know it can be hard, and you know unforgiving. And um, you know my mom had me when she was 16. Uh, she had some problems. You know she was a drug addict. My dad actually took off uh, when she was pregnant, so you know he wasn't around. 
and you know ultimately ended up you know spending some time in foster home group homes and didn't really have the, the discipline or structure or you know kind of wow. normality of a, of a childhood that led me down the path um, that I started to uh, you know started to walk and um, you know I've, I've been through you know some stuff I mean everybody has at the end of the day but you know I know what it feels like to have to you know, steal clothes out of the, the lost and found at school, dirty clothes, you know, mind you, just so I'd have, you know, new clothes to wear and, uh, you know, know what it's like to have to steal food because, you know, I didn't know when my next meal would come. Um, as a result of, you know, the less than traditional circumstances I had uh, growing up, I, I developed, you know, some anger issues, resentment issues, um, you know, whatever other kind of issue, whatever other word you want to put in front of it, I had that issue. And uh, just started acting out, you know, in, in, in high school, um, you know, my behavior started to get progressively more erratic. And, uh, you know, ultimately, as I said, I, I started getting arrested. I started getting arrested a lot. And, uh, you know, it got to the point where the state of Massachusetts essentially gave me uh, an ultimatum that I could either join the military or go to jail for seven months. Sober. <laughs> so uh, I, yeah. <laughs> Basically, uh, uh, after I graduated, about a month after I graduated high school, I uh, subsequently joined the military where I spent the next five, some of the most exciting years of my life as a uh, Navy deep sea diver. That experience, that community, that opportunity really helped. It it really helped me, you know, a kid with with my situation and and circumstances. It was uh, just what the, you know, the, the doctor ordered, you know, so to speak, for the first time I had some structure in my life. I had, uh, you know, discipline uh, began to, you know, be taught and imposed, uh, you know, on me. And I was around people that were, you know, a lot more experienced, a lot better, you know, than than I was in, in the community. And, uh, you know, I, I had the, the, the privilege of working with and for, you know, some uh, very uh, highly decorated, uh, you know, members uh, in the in the military. So they saw, you know, something in me at the time that I didn't necessarily see in myself. And, uh, you know, I had a couple guys mentor me that basically had come up, you know, in the inner city and, you know, Did we lose him? Uh, we lost. We lost, him. I to we lost a brief connection. Sure, See if yeah, we can we'll, reconnect. We'll get him back there. But uh, basically, Chris was going over his his background, his background a little bit, and we'll dive Amazing. a little bit more into that as well because I think there's a lot more to uncover wow. there. Wow. I want I want to know a lot more about the turning points that yeah. he faced in his life. And, and I'm I'm already blown away. You know, when we pull him back up, I'm very interested in hearing more, uh, especially the the arrested 17 times, then yeah. jumps into deep sea. Before diving. he was 18. Yeah. Yeah, and then the deep sea diver thing too is really interesting because I know that's a that's a pretty technical job field to work in. So there's a lot of obviously, you know, with what Chris does now in his life, he's very intelligent and uh, uh, analytical about things. So I'm that's not surprising that he was able to excel in a in a job field like that with the with the skill and knowledge required to be a a deep sea diver. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of blown away already. So um, let's Sarah, let's hurry up and get him back. Are we working on keying him back up? Yeah, man. Uh, it says connecting, connecting. Okay. Chris, if you can hear us, we're gonna we're, we're working to get you back up. Still as soon connecting. As possible. Yeah, maybe so. we can we can joggle the internet a little, Chris. But 
That's already super exciting. So those of you on YouTube, let's get to housekeeping real fast. If you're on YouTube, stay on YouTube. Please uh, share this on YouTube. We're going to be giving away uh, Nutrition Solutions meals, $170 value, mm -hmm. swag pack from Nutrition Solutions, and uh, swag pack from us. from us. So we're going to reconnect with Chris. We just lost him briefly. No big deal. We'll pull him back up and uh, get this rolling again. But really, already some eye-opening some, some eye stuff. And this is what we love to have on the podcast are these types of individuals that have the, these ties to the communities we love and have these good. great stories. Yeah, this is going to be really good. So it's already kind of kind of piqued my interest. So, um, you know, to go from from that to Navy Deep Sea Diver, you know, I am uh, really excited. And that's that's the story you, you don't hear very often anymore. I mean, it was it was a lot more popular, I think, back in the, uh, you know, early 20th century, early 21st century here in the U.S. was uh, the, the you know, you're, you, you've you done a lot of bad things in your life and you have the choice to either go to jail or join the military. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to be awesome. We're going we're gonna to pull them back up on the computer now. But in the meantime, Melinda and Jason walked in. Hey, guys. Ta -da, ta -da. <laughs> they can't see you right now. They can't see you right now, but they're in the room. They can hear you. No. So Melinda and Jason are in the room. They just stopped in. There we go. Here we go. He's, Chris we is go. coming back. Here we go. Here we go. So, hey, sorry about that, guys. No, it's no, okay. it's okay. We we, we we lost you at the the court. Gave you an alternative. You go into the Navy. You deep sea diving. You're making yeah. it happen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and and yeah. So basically, you know, at, at that point, I I started to you know turn things around. I had structure. I had I was starting to learn discipline. I had purpose. And, um, you know, the, the military taught me a lot. It helped me grow up. It, it, it taught me, you know, how to live my life a, a little better and how to be a just better man, if that makes sense. That does make um, sense. When I was 23, after, you know, my five-year uh, enlistment, you know, came up, I decided to get out. And, you know, that turned out not to be the best decision for me. Um, ultimately, I, you know, kind of lost the structure and lost the, like the discipline, you know, that I had and uh, went to, you know, knowing exactly where to be and like, you know, what to do and, uh, you know, all that to not having any of that. I was, you know, on my own again and, and kind of deviated back to, you know, some of my old habits and, and way of doing things. I started, you know, working in a strip club, which, you know, was just a horrible, toxic environment for me, just being around, uh, just, just, just the atmosphere, just the energy, it just, it just wasn't good. And, you know, I, I, I disliked it. Uh, uh, immensely, you know, I was drinking at work just to deal with the fact that I had to work there and getting a lot of fights with the customers, messing with the girls. Ultimately, you know, hated that so much I quit to become a drug dealer. You know, true story. And then, you know, over the next, you know, six, seven years, I, uh, I, I, that's exactly what I did. I was a drug dealer. You know, I was a drug dealer for uh, for a long time, for the majority of my twenties, and uh, basically, you know. Not a lot of people will admit a, that. A, a life, yeah, it's so powerful. To powerful. You, very powerful. Yeah. It, I lived a life that, you know, was, I was very, you know, carefree and, and didn't have any worries. I was making cash and so, just, you know, going out all the time and just, just didn't have a, a worry in the world, you know, for, 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 you know, for a while there. And ultimately, you know, as, as I got a little older, now I'm in my, you know, mid twenties and, uh, you know, drug dealers hang out with other drug dealers, a lot of yeah. my uh, friends started, uh, you know, getting in trouble, getting sent to prison. And, uh, you know, my best friend, um, you know, ultimately uh, got sent to prison. And, you know, that wow. was a, a huge wake up call for me and really the, the straw that broke the camel's back. 
and made me realize that I absolutely needed to start making some changes. I mean, on top of, you know, the fact that, you know, people I knew were going to prison and, you know, I, I was kind of forced to think about the, 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 the reality of if I didn't make some changes, that's exactly where I would end up. Um, I just got to a point, guys, where I, I, I was just physically fucking nauseated with what I was doing. I was living a lie, which, you know, there's so much stress in that. You know, when you meet somebody, it's, hey, how you doing? I'm Chris. You know, oh, what do you do? And then, you know, I had a cover story, whatever that I would say. And, you know, I, I just got to the point where, you know, when those words came out of my mouth, it just made me feel just, just absolutely disgusting. And uh, I just, I committed to making some changes. I committed to raising my standards and, and, and creating a better life. And, uh, you know, long story short, you know, it's uh, this. This wasn't very long ago. You know, this was this was seven years ago. I started the company in, uh, you know, 2011, kind well, of the tail end of. Uh, you before know, you get to the days. resurrection, Chris, let me stop you there for a yeah. quick second, not to cut you off. I want to. I want to no, come. No. I want to come back. Um, people don't realize, and you and I are from the same streets, and I want to put it in perspective for everybody. Um, Boston isn't always what you see in the movies and depiction and everything else. It's one of those cities that I call it, you know, the neighborhoods rule it. You know, you have, just to put people in, in the mindset of where Chris and I kind of came from, you have, I grew up in East Boston. I'm very open about that and candid about it. Uh, you have East Boston, Revere, Somerville, Saugus. You have uh, uh, Southie, Charlestown. They're a lot, they're one of those cities that you, we, Chris and I could go back and we could probably see the same five friends sitting on the corner. You could probably 100%. find them. You and I could, we know the Chinese food restaurant they're in every night. We know where they are. We know the what bar. they're doing. They're drinking at the same bar. It's talking one of the, about the same shit. Talking about the same shit. <laughs> hanging it's out with the same girls. Hanging out with the same girls. I love my city. It's not a secret. Love it. And I know Chris shares a passion for, for it too. But it's one of those cities that swallows you whole. And if you're not careful. And if, and if you're a dreamer, there's a lot of people around you that, you know, it'll swallow a lot of your dreams. I, I was fortunate to go to a, a private school in East Boston. I had some opportunity. I had a good, good family behind me at the time. And uh, I was able to kind of take chances in life. And, uh, you know, I, I got up just kind of, I, I can understand completely where you're coming from, falling into the traps and doing what you got to do to get by and having that, that tough upbringing. So I want to just take a second to relate to Chris and understand those neighborhoods and those streets and the way that you grow up, sometimes it's all you know. The people around you, it's all you know. And you're trying mm -hmm. to dig out a sludge, literally, in more ways than one. You're in, you're in the mud, so to speak. And it, it's very heady. You know, we all had those friends growing up. It's like, as big as it's going to get for them is going to work in a mass port or going to work at the airport or like, that's like I made it, union. you know, getting in the union. That's like, yeah. hey, you know, I work at the pipe fitters and there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. it, that's like, you know, that's where that that's kind of it's very tough to grow up in those neighborhoods that way and dream, have big dreams or try to have make things happen because everybody's like, oh, you know, and, you know, I can go here and work at the union. I can go, I can go do this. It's a. And you fall into traps in the fast buck. Dude, becomes, it's impossible yeah. to have dreams there. Yeah. And, and honestly, I, 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 honest to God, mean that because the people you surround yourself with 100% dictate your mindset. And, you know, up there in, in those neighborhoods, in those streets, in, you know, the, the, the lower income or, you know, even like, you know, the middle class, uh, you know, areas, 
people don't talk or think like that. So you're not just going to get up one day and start thinking about these lofty goals. It's fucking impossible. And honestly, uh, it's not just, not just there. Like I, I believe that, you know, most people, 95% of, of human beings never move like within like five miles of where they grew up. And I, I think that that's a, a huge opportunity missed because, you know, they come up thinking uh, a certain way about the world and the way that it works. And you know, that's all influenced by their surroundings, by the people that, you know, uh, they're around and they're exposed to. And, uh, you know, it wasn't until I, the, the best thing I did was not necessarily leave Boston, you know, to join the military. It was never go back mm. because I had a lot of friends that joined the military uh, the same way I did, left, got out, and then ultimately went back and either fell into the same shit or got even fucking worse. Yeah. So now you, you, you transition, you get back into the shit a little bit. It's, you know, you're working at the, the strip clubs and all that stuff's going on and all those influences on you. Before you get to Nutrition Solutions, what's the... You know, because your story is so much like a mutual friend of ours, Mel Chauncey's, it's not even funny. What, where does the transition occur? So, John, we, we lost him again. Oh. <laughs> it's just so, we're, get, we're getting segments, and then we're yeah. losing them. Yeah. But still, another powerful, powerful segment, and we'll, we'll, we'll try to get Chris back on the Skype real fast, and I'm going to let him, you know, kind of go at it. But, you know... It is crazy. It sounds like a movie. Yeah. No, and <laughs> it's not. And, and it's not. That's not a hit on oh, him. It's just like the the story is like overcoming a, a significant, you know, adversity. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, there's this glamorization I call it of of Boston and of where we grew up, and it, it's something that's very special to me and kind of how we grew up. Well, so they see the departed. They see. It, it, they know, see the those, town. They see Goodwill Hunting, and there's a lot in those. This. <laughs> I always say this, in my neighborhood, you're going to get hit in the mouth, old beefs die hard, everybody's still talking about how a family that crossed them 20 years ago or X, Y, and Z happened, it's just everybody knows everybody, everyone knows everyone's family, everybody knows the, the names, um, you know, I know where I grew up, I meant it, I could go back today. And I could probably tell you where my friends from high school are hanging out on a Friday night. I That's could probably lame. I could probably tell you what they're doing on a Saturday night. I could probably tell you what their next ten years look like. And I'm not again to put it in perspective, it's one of those things that it's just a very predictable outcome in life if you don't break the prediction. So I don't want people to misconstrue what I'm saying or twist it or or anything like that. You can, you know, when you grow up in a neighborhood, you can lead a very predictable, in, 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 you know, existence would if you you're not careful. Would you say that's interesting? That's a really good insight on that. Uh, would you say it, it takes a certain type of person to overcome uh, a situation that they've, you know, lived in for a certain period of time, or can anyone do that? It just takes the mental fortitude to have the self-actualization that you need to make a change yourself and no one else is going to do it for you or, or, or what do you think? It's a great question, Sam. I think, I think that we all go through bouts of mental duress, okay, whether it's through relationships or where we come from or what's affected us. And for everybody, it's different. For some folks, like I said, whether it's you, if you're in the military or you're in law enforcement, that affects you, whether you're in a bad relationship, things like that. I try to maintain perspective all the time of kind of where my life is, mm -hmm. where I want it to go, things I want to accomplish. And you just have to say to yourself, 
it's not that bad. So you had a bad relationship. So what? Everybody does. So you had, whether it's a friendship or a girlfriend, so you had a bad uh, uh, upbringing, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. You're going to make it. If you keep moving forward, you're going to make it. You're going to get through it. Now, some people don't get through it, the whatever it is that hits you, okay? They just don't get through it. And they fall, content to just maintain. They, they fall into traps or they fall into maintenance and they say, this is as good as it's going to get. Yeah. They reach a point of contentment. And that's fine. Some of it's fine. For some people, that's whether it's raising a family, whether it's getting a job, whether it's playing it safe, whatever it is. Uh, we see it a lot now, particularly in the, in the Leo community. You get a lot of guys, they got to do their 20 years, and, and, you know, they, they, but they want bigger. And it's very hard because departments make it so hard for guys to grow within that infrastructure and, and grow beyond. But now today in 2018, it's so easy to have a side hustle. It's so easy mm -hmm. to have things going on because of all the access we have. You can manage a business. You, you can you manage know. a business from your cell phone yep. now. So I would say that a lot of people just don't think a lot out of the box. They, they get in the box and they're kind of trapped in the box. They're like, hey, it's me in a nutshell, hey. And they're trapped in that box. Getting out of that box can be the most difficult thing, whether that box is having a bad job, having a bad relationship, having a bad uh, um, family atmosphere, being young and just not being ready to make the leap. Uh, a lot of people use excuses like finances, I'm overweight, or this or that. Busting out of that is very tough. It's very tough to just strip it all down and say, I don't have excuses anymore. Yeah. I'm not going to fall into those traps. So I think, I think what Chris is getting at, and he's going he's gonna to highlight it a little bit more, is he, he fell into these, he was in boxes, whether that box was working at a strip club, having you know, the, the alcohol, the drugs around him, whether it's having the, the bad influences around him, he fell into, into a box. And sometimes you just don't have that straight edge razor or that blade to cut out of it and just kind of say, I'm better than this, or I can do better than this, or this isn't going to define me. My biggest thing, I'll give a personal example real quick before we get Chris back on. My biggest Derek's thing. working diligently yeah, over there. He's like slamming. Panicking. <laughs> My biggest thing is I look back and I do, I do a lot of reflection, and I make mistakes. Yeah. not immune. I make a lot of mistakes. It's very tough for me especially in my relationships, friendships, things like that, people I take in, I trust. Um, the hardest thing for me is choosing the right people and choosing the right people to put around me. As I've gotten older, Sam, I will say this, I've become more and more careful with how I and who I put around me because there's a lot of people that just will put you down, will keep you down, will influence you, will make something seem cool that's not cool, and they put you in a bad spot. And as you start to, to work hard and you want to elevate your game, I mean, you know my life at this point, Sam, is very regimented. There's not a lot of cracks. 
Yeah, people still find if a you way. Wanna, if you want to do something with John or you want to have some sort of uh, if you wanna, chicks out there, if you want a relationship with John, you need to schedule that shit. <laughs> you know, it's funny because it's, it, it, you know, in friendships and everything else, I've just been it's I've just been really careful because even people I I don't have a relationship. I don't know them. You know, and it's fun. It's funny because Rob Bailey said something to me that stuck with me last week. I, I said, hey, you, 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 this guy was mentioning it, and he said he knows you and he goes, who knows me? Because like right away he's questioning like I'll determine how well that person knows, knows me. me. You know what I mean? So I think people put a lot out there thinking they know a person, you know, and you have to just be so careful. And people think I'm being short with them and they think I'm being cute with them, whether it's over DM or it's over me. I mean, I've grown light years in who I choose to put around me mm -hmm. and who I keep around me because that influences you so much. You just need to realize that John, he, they, like someone may not be being dismissive of you or even being intentionally rude. They're not trying to do that. What they're trying to do is you realize that there's a certain uh, amount of people that individuals will let into their lives in a to a certain extent. Does that make sense? Like it, there's certain levels that you it, can reach it, and there's only a certain so, amount of people that even, you let to that level. Even for you, Sam, I mean, you're, you're, you're coming up in the business and, and you're, you know, you're getting where you want to be. Um, it, it goes beyond, and 717 Tactical says you just have to keep real people around you. It goes beyond even real people. Yeah. It starts out, you know, you hope at the most basic level the people are real. As it gets more I advanced, you, yeah. I have people that, that are my friends for years, years. And they're kind of trying to cut your throat when the opportunity arises. And then I have people that, are, that meet me for 10 minutes and they talk like they're my best friend. And I think, you know, and even, and Sam alluded to, personal relationships. People can't even keep things personal anymore. Yeah. It, it, the minute they, they know something about you. They want to run off and tell They want to run off and tell everybody. I share very personal relationships with some very, very influential people with large communities behind them. And I'm so careful who I let around me. And I think you know what Chris is getting at at a larger level is who he chooses to put around him. Well, we had had a conversation, uh, actually Jason and Chris had had a conversation before we went live. Today, yeah, we just, were on for about a half 11. hour. Yeah. And uh, Chris brought up something interesting and it's something that, that, we, that I think every company experiences and that's personnel issues. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's not like turnaround so much as uh, keeping and retaining the right skilled people in the right positions, and you can actually reduce the amount of overhead you have by with the people that you're employing uh, by increasing the amount of quality. Yeah. And he says he has I, a really extensive vetting process and a very extensive interviewing process to ensure that the person that he's bringing into a certain position is the exact right person for that. And he said that he's actually mitigated his personnel issues by putting that system in place, which is really interesting because I mean, everyone has those issues, so someone, everyone can learn something. I used to wonder that. why people had two phones years ago, mm -hmm. and I used to wonder why people were so hesitant to give out their phone number, and I have a lot of certain phone numbers, and it's just who you put around you is everything. And we have Chris back on, and you know, we were getting into who we put around us and how that influences us and bogs us down and, and brings us to a certain place in life, and, and, and Chris, I want you to kind of elaborate because we were touching on some points while you were off air about you were just in that dark place and who you put around you really affected you. Yeah, that's, uh, that's true, man. And, and the thing is, like, when you're going through it, it's not like you're like, all right, things suck right now. I can't get ahead. My life is shit. 
it's because the people around me, I think a lot of times people don't realize the, the, the impact or the, the, the energy, the negative energy that, you know, the, the, the people around them, which oftentimes are their closest friends and fucking family members. I, I don't think they understand and, uh, you know, really appreciate, um, you know, how, how profoundly that can impact their life in a negative way. I know I didn't, I mean, I, I did it until it was no longer there. And, you know, like looking back, like, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. but then when it happens so many times and you have that perspective, it's like, wow, like as soon as I cut this person out of my life, like I went from here to fucking here, like imagine that. So like now, like I'm at a point where like, dude, I'm looking to like, fucking cut people out of my life the more like the more people like I got out of my life like it seems like the 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 further along I go and you know I'm obviously being funny when I say that but you know as I said the people you surround yourself with 100% dictate your mindset they dictate you know your future and ultimately um they're gonna do one of two things I mean they're gonna help you uh move forward or they're gonna you know drag you uh back and, and essentially suck the life right out of you so you got to be mindful of that and a lot of times you know the the people who are most guilty of that are your oldest friends and uh you know your family members chris when life stops adding up starts subtracting right yeah 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 and <laughs> you know quotes all these things like you know the you are the whatever the five people and what you just said dude like that's real shit that that comes from somewhere and again i think it's very, very difficult for people to, to, to put that together and realize like, oh, well, you know, I don't really have negative people like around me per se. It's like, okay, that's fine. They might not be negative, but are they trying to fucking win? Are mm-hmm. they trying to get better? Are, are, they, are they someone who's Are they self-starters? Are they climbers? Dude, exactly. Exactly. Because if they're not, they don't need to be in your fucking life. I mean, the reality of it is if you're someone who wants to live like a good life, if you want to move forward, if you want the very, very best of what this world has to offer and you want to, you know, create opportunities to where, you, you know, you can create a better life for yourself, you know, your family and the people you care about, like you need to start asking yourself those questions and start looking at the people around you and, and, and just basically identify like, okay, is this person adding to or taking away for my personal and professional development. Mm. And, you know, if you're unwilling to have an uncomfortable conversation or cut someone out, uh, you know, later down the road, you can look forward to have, you know, having other uncomfortable conversations, you know, with your significant other, you know, with your kids, you know, with the people that you're responsible for. And you can essentially say, hey, listen, you know, I'm not able to provide you the life that you deserve. I'm not able to, you know, to, to, to take care of you the way that I should because I wasn't willing to have this uncomfortable conversation with this person. I wasn't willing to cut them out of my life. And, you know, to me, I think the the, the choices should be pretty clear at that fucking point. Yeah. And, you know, when you're when you're growing, you're working, putting in the work and, and, and trying to do the things that, you know, uh, that are that are needing to be done to to create that better life, you're gonna start to see people fucking fall back anyway. Like you're gonna mm. lose people, people that, you know, are close to you, people that in theory should support you, should encourage you should you know you know, push you should be inspired by the fact that you know you're moving forward that you're creating a better life you would fucking think that those people you know would be your biggest cheerleaders but as a lot of us have seen and you know we'll see that's it's, not ever the case now, it, is it? It, it's amazing i've said it many many times if you're going to get ahead you're going to leave people behind it's one of the quotes i i, I say all the time if, if you're going to get ahead 
you're going to leave some people behind. And sometimes it's by choice, and sometimes it's not by mm -hmm. choice. Sometimes it's just a part of the, the process. Now, um, you have so, so when that does happen, let's just really quick touch on that, John. I think mm. too many people, like when they're growing, they're, you know, they're getting better, and then they start to, to, to experience or feel that like resentment or that hostility mm. from these people, and they, they let it bother them, they, you know, it brings them down. They're like, well, what the fuck? Dude, that is the opposite of what you want to do, okay? Deploying energy towards that is a complete waste of fucking time. It's a complete waste of energy. I agree. And honestly, all it's going to do is, is slow you down. Instead, you need to adjust your perspective, understand that if you do have people that, you know, that were, you were once close to, if, if they are, you know, uh, developing these feelings of resentment, if they're not supporting you, if they're trying to tear you fucking down, if they're trying to talk you out of, you know, uh, chasing your fucking dreams, like, look at that as validation that you are, in fact, on the right path. It, like, take that in, be grateful for that, you know, the universe is just giving you that, that validation that what you're doing mm. Is, is 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 you're on the right fucking track so keep fucking going and you know don't waste any energy trying to like change those people because the best chance that you have of changing someone who acts like that is by continuing to work hard continuing to fucking win and hopefully ultimately you know they'll take note of that and you know possibly be inspired by the work that you put in and, and, and the results that you've got. Uh, you know, anything beyond that is a complete waste. Oh, Chris, I can't energy. agree. I can't agree more. I can't tell you the heat I took in the firearms business for trying to bridge the gap between the fitness community and the shooting community and bring people in. And I still take a ton of heat for that because I'm trying mm -hmm. to expose as many people as I can. You know, a great shooter, you actually train Keanu for the, for the, for the John Wick movies, Taron Butler, you know, said to me once, he goes, I'm just trying to put guns in people's hands and let people know that firearms aren't, you know, a bad thing and they're not, you know, we, you can use them and they can be a tool and they can be fun and there's still a spore component to it, and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And I'm trying to explain to people the community needs more support. It needs more love. It doesn't and need to be all tactical it, it guys doesn't need serious to be, all the time. It doesn't need to always be. And then there's people out there like you with great stories that still have a background with ties to the community. You're still a part of the community. And you were a part of the community and still are. And, uh, you know, when I say that to people, some people are like, well, you didn't have, he's not Navy SEAL enough. He's not SWAT enough. And he's not kicking in doors. And he's not doing this. And I'm like, well, there's a lot of stories out there, and there's a lot of people out there that have a very, you know, great story with ties to this community, and there's a lot of people we can bring into this community that can be sports. So I took so much heat, and still do, to Sam's point, mm -hmm. for trying to open people's eyes. It's like, who are you trying to sell meals through to Nutrition Solutions? Are you trying to just sell them to bodybuilders, or are you trying to sell oh, them God. to everybody? You know, yeah. I'm over and here so, trying to. I mean, bodybuilders represent a minority of, uh, you know, our clientele. I mean, our clientele legitimately, you know, ranges everything from professional athletes that, you know, you see on TV performing at the absolute highest level to women who are 160 pounds overweight. We're, 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 we're not trying to sell meals. We're trying to, you know, educate, motivate, hold people accountable and, you know, provide them the resources and tools that they need to, uh, you know, improve on their quality of life. I mean, something that I'm very, very big on and, and say, you know, often I firmly believe that the quality of your life is heavily dictated by the quality of the foods that you're putting in your mouth. You know, most people will never understand how well their body is designed to, you know, not just look, I mean, that goes, that is like a, the third or fourth, like, uh, you know, positive benefit of, uh, of eating well, but how good their body's designed to feel and operate and perform. And 
if you know you're putting shit in your body you can pretty much expect to feel like shit all the time and the yeah, really I can attest, scary I can part about to that, that to be to is, be brutally honest here on the you podcast you don't even realize you're doing it yeah. it, it adjusts you adjust you feel like shit all the time you don't even realize that that becomes the fucking norm the people around you are complaining about the same because they're eating like shit as well and uh, it's super sad man and, and ultimately it gets to a point where you know, you go to a fucking doctor and they tell you that, you know, you're now diabetic or, you know, high you, blood pressure, you high have cholesterol. some sort of heart condition. And yeah. at that fucking point, then, you know, your body can't handle it anymore and you're forced to uh, to make it a fucking priority. Yeah. So, so real quick, before we get into the kind of the birth of nutrition solutions and kind of how that yeah. came to be, because I want to, I want to, I want to get there. Um, we, we've already hit on so much powerful stuff. Uh, you know, where, at what point, do you have this, like the light bulb goes off and Nutrition Solutions is, is born? Yeah, so you know, that's, that's an interesting question. Thank you for, for, for asking that. It, it was one of those things, man, where I was looking for a way out of my old life. I was trying to get out of uh, the, the life that I was you know, living before and, and being a fucking drug dealer with like, you know, no purpose, no dignity, no like, real path and no goals. And, I was looking for an outlet. I was looking for an opportunity, and uh, something, you know, came up, uh, and I, I basically grabbed the opportunity by the fucking throat, and it, I just haven't let go since. I mean, what it was when I started it, you know, was essentially me and like ten friends of mine that I was uh, sub. I went to a local catering company that, you know, did like catering events and such, and I basically had them. Uh, make x amount of meals you know for me and the, the my customers which again were my friends at the time and uh i bought the meals from them and then flipped them for a profit i mean that's how it all started and it you know that didn't require uh you know uh, in a certain sort of investment it didn't require like um you know a business plan i've never written a fucking business plan in my life <laughs> you know what i mean I mean, oh, yeah i didn't i didn't have any money you know at the time i, mean, I was a drug dealer i was a, a not a very good one obviously because i was blowing all the money that i was making so like it, it started like that and you know it, it at, at that time you know i had committed to like self-improvement i committed to self-education and i literally was spending a lot of time reading, like watching YouTube videos. It's like researching anything and everything I could that I felt could like make me better. And, you know, started just developing a, a new way of thinking, developing a new perspective and, uh, you know, strengthening my mindset, just started taking action to, to grow, you know, get better. And like, dude, it, it was hard. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it, it still is fucking hard. It's supposed to be hard. Life is fucking hard. You know, there was a lot of uh, a lot of, of trials and tribulations, uh, you know, adversity. I mean, there's multiple times where I was on the verge of shutting my company down because I didn't think that I could fucking take it anymore. Um, three, three, three years ago, which was four years into my company, things were going really good uh, at the time. You know, the, obviously we're in a much better place now, but. I was feeling pretty good about what was happening. Um, you know, our business had started to, you know, take off to, again, my standards at that point, which were a lot lower than they are now. And um, I was in what I perceived to be a good place. And, you know, one day I came home from work um, and I had two detectives waiting for me um, outside my front door. And they arrested me, took me to jail, and I was uh, eventually brought up on charges for crimes that I'd committed three years prior. So think about that for a second. So we're Is that a pretty pivotal moment in I... terms of your drive and determination to succeed? Or uh, was that kind of a low point for you or what, 
you know, con sorry, continue. No, 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 that, that's, so again, three years after I exited my former life, karma caught up with me as it always will. You know, like I sold, I sold, uh, you know, anabolic steroids for a lot of years, you know, and I made a lot of money doing that. And uh, ultimately it caught up with me. I mean, karma, you can't, you can't escape it. And honestly, that situation was without question the most difficult thing that I've ever had to deal with in my adult life. Because from the time that I went, uh, from the time that I was booked to the time, you know, ultimately uh, the process, un uh, you know, unraveled itself, the time I went in for sentencing, the offer that the, uh, the, the state of Florida or the, the hard firm offer was 24 months in prison. So basically I had walked away from, you know, my former life, started creating a new life was was doing you know pretty good with my business had you know got very active in the community uh you know philanthropy was a huge part of my uh of my turnaround so to speak of me kind of you know turning my life around and getting on the right path so had a lot of ties to the community a lot of good things you know were happening and then just like that i have to answer for things that i'd done at that point three years prior and uh you know from beginning to end you know they, they brought me in and, and they wanted me to cooperate. They want, they, you know, said like, listen, you have a lot to lose. You've got this business, you have these employees, you know, you need to help us and, and all this will go away. And I, that wasn't something I was willing to entertain. I, I respectfully told them that there was no way that I could possibly even think to destroy someone's life because I wasn't able to take responsibility over my own actions. So. They don't like when you do that. <laughs> they don't like when you tell them no. And uh, they came at me hard, man. And uh, I went through a very extensive legal process. And, uh, you know, uh, all the money that I had at that point, and then some went into my legal defense. I, uh, you know, that took a lot of energy away from my business. So my business went backwards. Um, and ultimately, you know, it got to a point where, um, you know, the day had arrived and I was to be sentenced. And I had to full on prepare my life to essentially where, you know, I was. I didn't think that there was any way that I was not going to prison. Uh, how long I was going to get was, was was in question, but essentially, in a two-week time frame, I had to do everything that I could to prepare my life personally and professionally for the very real, very strong possibility that that day I would walk in that courtroom and essentially be escorted out and uh, you know uh, escorted to, uh, to to the state prison. And uh, I, I can't even tell you guys what that entailed and, and, and what that did to me <laughs> mentally, you know, emotionally, uh, psychologically. I mean, it sucked the fucking life out of me. Yeah, terrifying. You know, it doesn't it, even begin to describe mm, it. I think. Yeah, it, it, it was it was fucking insane. You know, at that time, uh, I realized that, you know, I could bounce back from that. I was, you know, if I go to prison for two years, I'll come out and this will be part of my story. I'll add this to my story, It'll make me better. I'll, 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 I'll turn this into some sort of like just catalyst to just help more people. And, you know, I kind of sold myself on that narrative. And then, you know, the thing that I had a hard time accepting was if I did go to prison, there's no fucking way my business would survive. Yeah. And, you know, there was a lot of people uh, at that time, well, a lot of people, there's like 12 or 13 employees, you know, I had at that time that were relying on me for, you know, for, for income to support themselves and support their families. And that really, it, it it, it hurt me, man. It, it hurt me really deep. And, and I felt that I had a moral responsibility and obligation 
to take care of them, to take care of my team. And, uh, you know, I fought, man. I, I, I did everything I fucking could leading up to uh, my sentencing to be prepared. And, you know, the day that I showed up, and there was about 100 people waiting outside the, uh, this, uh, this is always gets a little emotional when I think about this, but, um, you know, there's about 100 people that were outside the courtroom there to support me. That's and awesome. uh, I remember walking up, like just how just uncertain I felt, just just terrified, and just seeing that, like just made me feel, just made me feel good, man. It made me feel like you know, like although I was there to answer for, for for crimes I had in fact committed, and 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 a lot of bad decisions, a lot of wrong I've done in the world, it, it made me realize that I I was in fact on the right track. You were already a different person at that, that point. point. You'd already mm-hmm. changed and improved. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And the fact that you recognized, yeah, and, uh, the fact that you could recognize that you were taking accountability for your own past actions and there were so many people there that were behind you and supported you through that difficult time which is a credit to your character in the in the the journey that you've been on up to even that point i mean that's just yeah it's pretty awesome <laughs> that's really yeah awesome. and then you know the i went in and in a shocking turn of events um the judge actually she addressed, asked my attorneys if she could address me in front of the courtroom so you know, I'm like, all right, here comes the fucking lecture, you know, and, and, and the judge looked me dead in the eye. She said that she had taken the time to review my mitigation packet, which is basically like all the letters and such from like people personally, professionally, uh, like charities, different uh, individuals that had written, um, you know, on my behalf to support, you know, me and, and give a testament of my character. She said that she'd reviewed, you know, my mitigation packet, the entire thing. She's very familiar with where I am now and the things that I'm doing, the contributions that I've made in the community, the people that I've helped. <laughs> and she said that, uh, you know, in all her time, uh, you know, on the bench, she's been on the bench 25 years, that she had never seen something so impressive. And she actually congratulated me for turning my life around and doing the things that I'd done to essentially rehabilitate myself. And that is the purpose of prison. When people get sent to prison, the, 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 the goal, the primary goal is rehabilitation. And the judge felt that I had uh, essentially done that on my own and decided not to sentence me to prison. And uh, I, I got off with, uh, you know, a year of, uh, of probation. And it was the it was a defining moment in my life because I full on realized that at that time, at that point, I was on borrowed time and I should have been in prison. And I, I realized I made a commitment to myself. I made a commitment to my team. I made a commitment to the people, you know, that I had around me that showed up that day that I was going to do everything I could every single day to, you know, not only move my life forward, but to invest a profound amount of energy into bringing the people around me up with me. And, uh, you know, from that day on, uh, I literally kicked it in high gear, turned it up a notch, and it was after that my circumstances really start to change. I mean, that was uh, the end of 2015, and you know, I went from—I mean, I was fucking broke in debt at that point. My business was about to—you know—my business was not in good shape. I just, uh, you know, uh, just beat that case, so to speak. If that's what you want to call it. You know, now here we are, 2018. Um, you know. Things are well, man. Like, you know, our company's doing good. I have an awesome fucking team. Uh, you know, I've had the the, the privilege of, uh, you know, you mentioned the beginning of uh, this interview. I've, uh, in the last eight months, I've had the 
privilege of being featured in Forbes magazine four times. I actually uh, got a call from them yesterday. I'm doing another interview with them uh, tomorrow. So, like, you know, things are good, man. And, and, and uh, just trying to put in the work and, and stay the course to, uh, to, to continue to get better. Amazing. That's incredible. It's incredible. Your, your story, I mean, and, and whew. I mean, it's so much to take in, and I hope everybody who listens, you know, sees that, you know, redemption comes in all forms, and it comes in all shapes and sizes, and sometimes it's, you don't have to be thrown in front of a judge. Sometimes it's a moment, it's a low, it's a, it, you know, it's, it's different. Your story, it's funny, um, you know, we share a mutual friend, and I, in your, your story, it's not the same, but there's, there's that similar light bulb moment. Is, is like Mel? Mel, it's Mel Chauncey's, yeah. I mean, Mel's someone, of course, I'd, I'd love to have on in time. Uh, but yeah, so Mel, Mel, step your game up, man. Call John. We've got to get you on the show. Yeah, buddy. I'm going to send Mel the link to this for sure. Um, right on. And, and for those of you that don't follow Mel Chauncey, check him out. Um, great story, former Hells Angel, awesome stuff. But um, Awesome human being. Even better human, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know... Uh, it, it, how do I follow that up? But I want to get into some other stuff, some fun stuff, and, and you know, I'm glad. I'm so thankful you put your story Thank out there. Thank you so much I, for sharing that. Yeah, man. that means I know a lot to us I, here. It's powerful. Yeah. Wow. And I know we, we usually say that at the wrap, but holy shit. So, who inspires you now? As you take a second. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to throw the link up here, man. Yeah. And uh, who inspires you? Some people. Who do you who do you look at whether you know, it's on IG or in life? Who inspires you? You know, it's funny, man, like, I, 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 uh, I don't think that, you know, my inspiration comes from traditional sources of, of what people might say or, you know, when you ask the question, how they might answer. I mean, I'm inspired, you know, by some of the people that, you know, work here at my company, you know, the, the, my second in command, Lee Anderson, this guy, you know, he got out of prison two and a half years ago, served six years in prison. Now he's killing it not only with my company, with his family and just as a human being i mean you know he juggles so much here uh with you know the day-to-day -day operations with the team you know uh, as a leader and then you know goes home and takes care of his girl takes care of his uh, his two kids he's got a one-year-old baby like to me that's just like, like holy shit man like that's a lot of fucking energy like and and just being able to have that dichotomy and and, and like allocate the energy at the absolute highest level and maintain consistently high standards with, you know, every area, you know, that's, that's, that's just a lot. And I, I pull inspiration from the things that are around me. I pull inspiration from people that, you know, uh, that, that I see that I have the ability to interact with, that I have the ability to, you know, a lot of these people uh, I, I work with that come from some very fucked up circumstances that have, you know, been through hardship, experienced, uh, things either, you know, comparable to what I have or, or even worse, but decided instead of, you know, using the narrative that, you know, oh, because I went through all this shit, then, you know, that's, I, I'll never be able to do this. Or I'll never be able to do that. You know, they took responsibility over their past. They, you know, committed to a better future. And now they're like putting in the fucking work to, to, to essentially move themselves forward. And I just think that that's so, that's so admirable. You know, um, there's an organization that I do some stuff with, um, you know, that basically it's with underprivileged kids. And, and, and some of these kids, 
actually with this particular organization, you know, they're all 17, 18 years old, high school students. Um, all of them actually dropped out of high school working, uh, you know, getting their GEDs. Some of these kids, I mean, life has literally chewed them up, fucking spit them out. I mean, their own parents have abandoned them. They've been through just the absolute worst possible situations that you can ever imagine. Yet they still are maintaining a positive outlook. They're still working hard to get their education. They're committed to getting their GED and they're, they're, they're doing the things that, you know, they need to do to create a better life for themselves. And, you know, namely, uh, Fitness, you know, there, a lot of the people, one of the things that, you know, we talk about a lot in outlet, you know, for them to let out aggression, to, to, to work on developing confidence, building confidence, just overall feeling better about themselves is just by going to the gym, by working out and like, like eating good. And, and a lot of them have, uh, you know, picked up on that. And, you know, despite the fact that all these, you know, th these people live, they, they, the majority of them are homeless, man. They're, they're, they're living in shelters and, you know, they rely on like public transportation. But, you know, some of these, some of these kids, man, they're getting on the fucking bus, taking a bus to another bus that takes them, you know, half a mile to the gym and then going and getting the workout in and then, you know, doing the same to get back home. And, you know, there, there's, there's this one, one kid, uh, a couple months ago, we were having a, a little conversation and one of the, the questions that were, were asked is, you know, what, is something that you know you you can do that you know makes you feel good about yourself and you know this kid his his answer was so beautiful and perfect it literally like brought a tear to my eye when I heard him do it and again a guy you know 17 year old kid that you know his, his parents left him for fucking dead you know he's been living on his own for uh, you know a lot of years and just is has had it pretty rough I mean, he said that He's like, I have respect for myself when I go and work out and eat healthy, even when I don't feel like it. And that, for me, I mean, it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it because it's so simple, so true. But if an individual with this, th this kid's circumstances, if he's up on that and he feels that way and, and he has that belief in himself, it, it, it really, you know, it's asked the question, I mean, like, well, what's, what's everyone else's excuse? <laughs> so you want to know where I get inspiration from? I mean, it's, it's, it's from kids like that. Wow. You know, so much. Um, so another kind of rapid fire question for you. What are your passions other than fitness? I know the fitness is a given. I know you're a highly motivated yeah. guy. You know, what else are you passionate about that kind of when you leave work and, you know, like I know with Tony, you know, he, he, he goes to the movies all the time. He loves movies. He loves stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, he's very high yeah. energy. What, what do you enjoy? Yeah. So honestly, man, I, uh, I spend a lot of time on, you know, self-education, you know, I read a lot, I mostly do audiobooks. you know, now this is my, the way my schedule set up. But besides fitness, like, honestly, I, I this is going to sound so fucking corny and so cliche. But I truly enjoy like helping other people. And, and what I mean by that is this. I've, I'm not ignorant to the fact that like I have somewhat of a compelling story, right? Like where I went from where I am now. And although like, you know, I, I don't really feel that I've, I've done, you know, much or even scratched the surface of, of what I'm capable of. I, I realize that that's, that that's not traditional, not conventional. And through my experience and through 
you know, the adversity that I've been able to overcome, I've, I've learned a lot. I've learned not so much like, you know, what to do, but moreover, like what not to do. And I honestly enjoy like coaching up other people. I enjoy, you know, using, uh, you know, my platforms, you know, I'm a speaker, I travel all over the country and, you know, talk to, uh, I mean, whether we're talking about homeless children to, uh, you know, executive, uh, CEOs, like I, I, I love just putting out the, the, I love sharing the information that I've, uh, that I've learned that I've accrued through, uh, you know, through my journey. And, 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 and honestly, like at the end of the day, for me, there's nothing more fulfilling than, you know, and I get like a dozen, you know, messages a day, uh, you know, on Instagram for people that say that, you know, either, you know, they saw me talk or they did a post or something I said, you know, on my stories that it, 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 it affected them in, in such a way, impacted them in such a way where, you know, they took action and because they took, you know, that action, they are now in a better place. You know, to me, it, that, that's fulfillment, man. And, and, and honestly, like to this point in my life, being completely honest, I, I believe and, and feel as if I've done more things that I'm not proud of than things that I am. And, you know, by having the opportunity to, to kind of share my story and, 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 uh, you know, help other people, you know, get back up and dust themselves off and, you know, help them get it going again and, and move forward. I, I feel that, that, that gives me the ability and, and opportunity to begin to rectify you know, some of the things that I've done and, and, you know, I've done a lot of shitty things, guys, you know, the, the selling drugs, I mean, that, that's not, that's the, you know, that's the shit that I, that's the shit I got caught for. You know what I mean? Like I've done a lot of things that I'm, that I'm, that I'm not proud of. I used to live my life a hell of a lot differently than I do now. And, uh, I just, uh, I, I, I see, I, I have, I feel like I have a gift where I'm able to, to see and assess, you know, human potential. And because, uh, my experience, because of my story, because of the person that I am, I feel that a lot of people are able to identify with me and I'm relatable in, in, in a lot of ways. And, uh, that's a responsibility I take very seriously. And, and I try to use my influence to do as much good as possible, you know, in the world and, you know, just make the world a fucking better place, man. You know, one person at a time. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, it's just so much you're giving us so much energy, so much positive energy and so many good vibes so again coming back to sharing mutual friends and and, and training and intensity your workouts are pretty intense and unconventional um yeah. you get out there and in those videos if you haven't checked chris out at chris cavallini i mean you got you got to check these stories out um he's posting some stuff i mean you're, you're literally outside the building sometimes to, you know for those i mean it's inspiring because there's a lot of people out there that say i don't have the time and I don't have the energy. I mean, you're out there with a fucking medicine ball, jumping on a, a, a pallet, you know, scissor <laughs> kicking a wall. I mean, you know, I haven't seen stuff like that since Tony and, 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 and some other guys out there now that are kind of coming up and following that same arc. But you're just using all kinds of unconventional methods to stay in shape, to get that hit training in, everything else. You know, um, what is it? It's just like, fuck it, I'm going to get it in or, well, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, to even be like mentioned in the same sentence from a training perspective as Tony, like, I, I don't think I'm worthy of that, but I, I do appreciate, <laughs> you know, the, uh, the, the, the reference. But you know, basically, I mean, you know, like I'm a human being just like everybody else. And uh, I think people who train, they a lot of the same issues they run into and, and the things they end up complaining about, it's like, oh, I've hit a plateau with my work. Oh, I can't get motivated when I'm in there. It's like, okay, well, 
why is that? I mean, a lot of people are doing the same fucking workouts they've been doing since the Clinton administration, right? Yeah. They're eating the same fucking way, doing the exact same exercise, doing the exact same rep range. It's like, dude, you got to fucking change it up. And that's with everything, man. If you want to grow, you have to change it. I'm not just talking about physically. I'm talking about literally in any area of life. So I, I, I like to train like that because it, 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 it's diverse, right? It, it's always something different. Um, you know, new energy, new environment. And, uh, you know, of course it's really fucking difficult. And honestly, through, you know, my journey through a lot of, uh, crisis experience, you're hitting rock bottom on, you know, too many fucking times that I care to even recall. I've realized that, you know, the, the more hard things you do, the easier your life actually gets. The hard path is always the right path. And there's absolutely, I mean, there's zero exceptions to that rule. So, you know, I found that by training hard, doing the hit training, like, you know, flipping tires, doing like box jumps, burpees, and just crazy shit that makes me really, really fucking tired. I found that that gives me, you know, an opportunity to work on, you know, not only my fitness, but just, you know, my mental toughness, my discipline, right? Which, you know, I believe discipline is the, the, the key and the foundation to just success in anything. So, like, you know, when you're doing training like that, the, the, the benefits for it are, are just absolutely limitless. And, um, you know, I think if more people did it, they, they, they realize what, you know, I'm talking about right now. And I think a lot of people don't do it because the, you know, they go, oh, I don't, I don't do that. It's like, yeah, you don't do that. Like, why don't you do that? It's like, oh, I, I, I hate burpees. I, I hate box jumps. I hate, you know, whatever, fill in the fucking blank. We hate things that we're not good at. <laughs> Right. It's like, how do you get better at something? You fucking do it. So go out there and do it. And honestly, like you'll quickly get to a point where you actually start to enjoy it because not because you love doing the burpees, not because you love, you know, getting to the point where you feel like you're going to fucking throw up or, you know, like your heart's about to beat out of your chest because of the, the, the other positive consequences that come along with it. And, you know, uh, I highly, highly encourage anybody that's hit a plateau or that's simply looking to step their game up. Like, you know, start using those battle ropes, start flipping the tires, use the sledgehammer, swing around some fucking kettlebells. You know, look, look on YouTube. I mean, you can literally find tutorials on anything on fucking YouTube. It's, we're in 2018, there has never been a better time like to be alive and take advantage of fucking resources, most of which are free, mind you, that can help you, you know, get to the fucking next level. You know, the, the problem is most people are just too fucking lazy to do that. What do you think of social media? As, as far as what? All things. How it affects people, how it changes people from a fitness perspective. What are your thoughts on it? So, you know, I, I try to stay positive and focus on positive things. So I think that social media can be an amazing resource for people to take advantage of and learn from people that are, you know, proficient at things that they aspire to, to be proficient in as well. Right. But again, you know, you can learn a lot about someone by like seeing like who all they follow. Like where, what is your time and your energy? Where's your focus going into? Like, are you looking at things that are, you know, consistent with personal growth, you know, with goals, with business development, with personal development, with, you know, developing discipline and, and you know, uh, 
higher levels of mental toughness and, and such, or are you just fucking on there like looking at like tits and ass and like other, you know, this fucking bullshit entertainment stuff and just putting that in your mind all day. Because if, if, if you are, I mean, if, if you're looking at, if you're utilizing social media for entertainment purposes, you know, only like, dude, that's a, that's a massive vulnerability and a, and a fucking weakness that will 100% prohibit you from moving forward. I mean, I just recently did this. I just recently like went through like my social media and just like deleted like a couple hundred, you know, people on there that like, and it was nothing personal. I mean, they might have good pictures. They might have good content from an entertainment perspective, but I don't want to put anything, any energy, like in my life, in my bubble, in my head that does anything, but like make me better in some fucking way. So, you know, I, I think you need to look at that. Like, what are you spending your time doing? I mean, everybody complains they don't have fucking time or can't figure out why they're not, you know, getting ahead. Well, how are you spending your time? What type of things are you putting in your in, in, in your mind? Like, when you're on social media, like, what kind of content are you fucking consuming? And you know, the, the other the other side of it is the the, the people look at, you know, these these fitness influencers or like celebrities, these fucking massive followings that are like, you know, basically showcasing the highlight reels of of their life, and you know, they're looking at that stuff and and, and like making themselves feel like shit about the fact that their life isn't set up that way. And it's like, mm. dude, you don't, you don't, don't even, like, that. that's, that's, that's what they choose to put out there. I mean, let's not forget how many fucking celebrities, how, how many, you know, musicians, you know, people uh, that are, you know, perceived to be killing at the highest level are committing suicide, you know, every year, right? Let's not forget about that shit. It's a highlight you know, the reel reality of the best it, part of your day. Ahead. It really is. You from know, a photo, yeah. from like a hundred photo photo shoot, you take the best one. Right? You take yeah. the, yeah, you take the hero shots of the day and, you know, I, I've said this a million times, Chris. People don't realize you, you, when you're on social media, even yourself, myself, sometimes a little comment of like, you know, people just got to be nicer, you know, and a comment Dude, like, yes. like, uh, hey, man, awesome job, or hey, I love what you're doing, or, or that's really inspiring. I tell people all the time, when you, who you choose to follow and who you choose to say, I like that content, is going to influence you so much. You have to be very careful. We talk about circles, and social media is a circle too. It's an extended circle, but it's a circle nonetheless. Yes. Who you choose to put around you in that even that social media circle is going to influence you. You may see an image, a photo, something that... I, I, I went from like, you know, you see those people, they follow 2,500 people. Now I'm down yep. to like triple sevens. I, I keep it at triple sevens. Or you see it go to seven, 776 once in a while. There's a, you know, obviously a tie in a 1776 there. But I, I, I'm very careful who I hit follow on and who I support now. And the amount of people that I try to weed out now, even on social media, because I just, I don't have the time for the drama and the bullshit. Yeah. And it leads me to my next question of, you know, how do you, you know, we all have haters and we have people that, that, that talk shit. How do you handle haters or what's your perception of haters? So, you know, when you start getting ahead and you start doing things and, and, and accomplishing things and then experiencing, you know, taste of success uh, in, in any capacity, I mean, it is always going to immediately like be surrounded with, you know, what most people call haters or like negativity. I mean, that's. That's super fucking normal. And I think too many people get caught up wondering, like, why is this happening? And they let it frustrate them and bum them out. And they let it take away from, you know, the actual the, the, the actual positive outcome that, you know, that they're seeing with their life. Haters are always going to fucking be there, right? There are always going to be people that 
looking in from the outside that are going to be intimidated by the fact that you're moving forward and they're fucking not. And it is much easier for them to talk shit and try to, you know, drag you down, pull you down and make fucking excuses as to why you're, you know, like, oh, well, you know, they must have fucked this person over or stepped on this person or, you know, whatever. Like, it's much easier for them to say those things to temporarily make themselves, you know, feel good about themselves, which doesn't really work, by the way. But that's a lot easier of a thing to do than, you know, to address the real fucking problem, to take personal responsibility and understand, you know what, seeing this person get ahead has made me realize that I've become complacent. There are a lot of things I need to work on. And now I'm committed to doing that. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, you know, the, the, the reality of it is if you have people around you, whether it's your friends, whether it's your family, anybody, you know, in your extended or inside, you know, circle and, you know, they are, 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 you know, meeting your, like, you know, you want to, accomplish this you talk about doing this and if if they're giving you any sort of negative criticism or you know backhanded comment dragging you down behind your back like that right there is the universe telling you that they have a shitty character and that you need to exile them off your fucking island yeah and, all right you know, haters aren't going nowhere like sorry like yeah. they're just not they're always going to be in the fucking game and honestly change your fucking perspective if you don't have fucking haters now dude you ain't working hard enough you better fucking turn it up and get after it and start doing things to produce some results to us. You like generate some haters attention. And when that happens, then you know that you're on the right fucking path. So change a perspective. Like if you have haters, good. Celebrate it. When you when understand you, that you're you doing know, the right things and you should fucking double down and do more of what you're doing because obviously it's working. When you strip it down, Chris, and I, you know, I mean, we're, you know, we're getting coming up on time, but when you strip it down and you, and you look at it and you start to get into that, you know why people hate and you, you you like you take someone like you who's stripped off all the walls it's almost intimidating when you tell your story yeah. because you've stripped everything down you're like this is who I am I don't apologize for it here's what I've done here's who I am now deal with that it's hard for haters to come forward and poke holes in that. What it turns into is, and I'm gonna steal this from Rogan, what it turns into is the, why not me? Why does he have that? Why don't I have that? All the time. Why, why not me? And uh, you know, I tell people, I've heard it in my industry, and we're in you know, s different industries. Uh, Sam will tell you, I've heard it all about me. There's nothing I haven't heard. A lot of people uh, I, like to hate on John because I, you know he's he's gotten to the position that he's in the CEO of a, of a major firearms manufacturer that has a lot of visibility in the industry, and they consider him not uh, not enough seasoned enough or tactical enough or doesn't have the right military law enforcement background or you know all of it. Yeah, and it gets to the point where people attack you on every level. Uh, I've heard it all. I even I even on a meme once someone said. Uh, I saw him at a party drinking or something, and I and, and, and you no, know, Chris, it's true. And somebody underneath that, thank God, said, "That's you, cool. you got a meme." Said, "Yeah, oh, I get memes all the time." Oh, John so, is a meme. Yeah. So somebody somebody said underneath, they go, "You know, he doesn't drink, right?" Like, it it just comes down to like the, "Why not me? Why don't I have that? Why not me? Why don't I have this? Why don't I have that?" And it's like you know, you reach the point where I'm like, "What would you like to talk about?" Do you want to yeah. put out there my, my, my favorite drink or what I wear to bed or my underwear yeah. or 
Yes, let's talk about that. You know, it, it, but you see what I'm saying? Like these haters, the motivation for them is they want to either have an I gotcha moment. I gotcha. You know, see, I told you he ties his shoelaces like that. Told yeah. you. And it, it just well, gets, it, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. I mean, as you can imagine, man, when, when I started to, you know, my company started to take off, like I was, there was a lot of uh, criticism, a lot of things that were being said, um, you know, about like my past and the fact that, oh, sure. my company is just a, a front for like an even bigger like operation and that I still was doing what, you know, uh, I had been doing before. And, you know, a lot of people didn't want to take me seriously. And, and, yeah. and I get that, man. I get that. I had to earn, I had to earn, you know, a, a lot of respect and prove myself to a lot of people. You know, I think a lot of those people, they don't know that they're doing it. They don't see there to be an issue with what, you know, that, that course of action. I think, uh, it comes from, you know, th th their parents, their, the, the, their friends, their network. And that's just kind of like their way of thinking. But, you know, if there's anybody that's listening to this, that, you know, finds themselves ever like seeing other people get ahead or accomplish success and, you know, you experience feelings of resentment or, or start making, you know, that, what, what you just said, John, like, Oh, well, you know, this guy must have had like, dude, you got to stop. Like you just, you just have to yeah. stop and you have to understand wow. that that is a clear indication that you have a character issue. It's and projection. They're projecting their own shortcomings. Right. And, and the, the beauty of that is just like any other issue or any other problem, you have the ability and opportunity to correct it. I'll tell you 35 years, man, I've been on this planet. One thing that, you know, I know for a fucking fact is you can tell a lot about a person's character by the way they you know act or react when they see other people accomplishing success you know i i personally whether Amen. i know somebody or not, i mean john remember you remember i mean i was freaking on your balls in vegas about how impressed i was with with the transformation uh like and that, that came from a genuine authentic place i mean it not only did, did you deserve that because you earned it Dude, it feels good to support the success of other people. It feels good to acknowledge the hard work that people put in. And honestly, when you do that, when you do that in an authentic, genuine way, like you start attracting more success in your own life as oh well. I mean, God. that's just the way the world works. But you know, if, if you're making excuses, if you're tearing people down and, you know, uh, essentially, you know, trying to, you know, negate or, you know, undermine, demean other people's success, Basically, you're announcing to uh, the the universe that you know you don't like winning, and you know as a result, the universe will see to it that you know you don't fucking win. So you got to change your perspective, man. Change I've your perspective. Uh, change the way you look at the and world. It, you know, and, you know, it, the world ultimately, will change the way it looks at you. Exactly. Uh, you know, I, I give zero defense to haters, right? And I give zero defense to to those types of guys. But it comes back to what I said, whether it's on social media or in life. Who you choose to put around you and who you choose to hit follow on and like and support mm. is very powerful. And if you support people that can't lift people up or can't say congratulations or good for you, regardless of whatever issues they may have had in the past or whatever they've gone through in life, you, you need to really check yourself. You need to take a long check and you need to look at it. I've nixed out an 86 people in my life and, and hit delete and, and got rid of them just because of them posting or putting negative vibes out there. I'm like, I don't want to be a part of this. I'm good. You know, I'm all set. I just can't be a part of it. 
and you know you kind of water seeks its own level and the reason if you want to become a millionaire you hang with millionaires you want to be a billionaire you hang with billionaires you want to put good people around you good things will happen you want to make good mm -hmm. happen in life go out and find good charities good things to participate in and put good folks around you a lot of people start with church that's a great avenue they go down the the religious route that's a baseline and i think that it just comes down to is you know once you strip away all the bullshit and you're willing to put 90% i mean there's some things that should be private there's no doubt but you take somebody like you who's put 90% of it out there. There's certain things we all mm -hmm. keep private, and people need to understand mm -hmm. that in social media. Not everything is for public consumption. We're not running for office, but yet we're public figures. That's why mm -hmm. it's very hard, things like defamation, certain things, you know, it's very hard to, to get any of that stuff to stick because it's, it's so, you know, you, 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 you're in the public eye. I get it. But at the same time, there should be a certain amount of respect for what people have accomplished or done. I mean, a lot of people get into, you know, you look at yourself out there training and you, and we're going to get into, you know, you get all these WWE guys you're training with. Look at the people that they put around them. I let my relationships at this point do the talking for the type of person I am and the person I want to be and who I choose to put around me mm -hmm. and who my best friends are. Agreed. That should do all the talking in the world. And, and everybody you see me move and sit with and who I have out in this building and who I interact with, that should do all the talking. Well, you know, if such and such determines that he's a good guy, I should do that as well. And I, I just closed the book on that whole, I'm going to hate on him for the sake of hating on him. It's exhausting. exhausting. It's exhausting. And, and, and it takes the same amount of energy to apply into a productive, positive outlet that you can actually, like, you know, do that will ultimately help you move forward, help you accomplish success in your own life. It literally takes probably less energy even to do that. So it's, it, it's really, uh, you know, inefficient and, um, it doesn't serve you <laughs> not no. at all. So we're getting a little long, um, yep. in, in, in this, but I want to, I want to kind of wrap on a couple things. Tell me about the WWE thing. We obviously, you know, I, you know, I'm a WWE fan. I see you training with these guys, moving and sitting with these guys, and I don't want to, I don't want to ride someone else's hotness. But you've rubbed elbows with some pretty <laughs> cool guys in, in in that industry, and that's a lot of that's a lot yeah. of fun, and that's exciting. Uh, what's that like to be a be a part of that exciting industry? And and I see the meals yeah. popping up with those guys, and I see a lot of things popping up. What's what's that like? And, and what's that industry like? And, and why do you love it? So I love it. Uh, to me, to me, wrestling yeah. is a soap opera for men. I don't care. Women got fucking guiding light and this and that. I mean, that's that's for us. You know, what what brought you to that industry and uh, you know, uh, what's it like training with some of those guys? Honestly, you know, the, the law of attraction did. John, to be just perfectly honest, you know, I was a wrestling fan basically my entire life as a kid. That you know, I say was one of like two positive childhood memories. You know, I had. Um, I've loved it as a kid and, you know, uh, continued to, you know, watch it in my teenage and years and, you know, ultimately, uh, into my adulthood. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things when, um, you know, I started the company and, and, and moved to Tampa. A lot of the guys, uh, you know, lived yep. in Tampa and, uh, I, I, I met, I started just meeting these people, you know, like we're obviously into the same things, like into fitness and, uh, just befriended a couple guys. Chris Jericho was the you know, probably the, the first one that I really developed a good, you know, relationship with and, you know, ultimately uh, friendship with. And, uh, you know, he was also our first client, uh, 
you know, nutrition solutions first, like celebrity client. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as our company grew and as my network grew and, you know, as our branding and, and, and marketing and, uh, you know, just the awareness of, uh, of nutrition solutions and our mission grew, we just started, uh, picking up more and more, uh, you know, people from WWE. I mean, we have, I mean, shitload, I mean, dozens of, uh, you know, the WWE guys and, you know, girls and, athletes down at NXT, uh, you know, use our services. And, you know, I, I have some, uh, a lot of acquaintances there, a lot of, uh, you know, just business, uh, you know, contacts. And, you know, then there's a ton of them that do business with our company that I've never spoken to, but I'm also, uh, you know, pretty close and have, you know, great, uh, friendships with, uh, you know, several of the guys, you know, Jinder Mahal, like Seamus, Ray Mysterio, um, all really, really, really close personal friends of mine. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it is, it is really cool. Cause, you know, as a kid, I remember being in the eighth grade, uh, watching Rey Mysterio on, you know, TV, watching him, uh, you know, work, uh, work and, and wrestle and just be like, wow, like this guy, like, fuck, what, what an inspiration. I mean, he was a short guy. Like I was a shorter kid. Yeah. So he, he was somebody that I really like, I mean, I was really into and now, like, I mean, you know, that's my boy. Like I, we were FaceTiming last night when I was doing cardio, he's getting ready to come back, you know, WWE, uh, in six days, man. And, uh, you know, we're gonna bring it. He's gonna show up. He's gonna be in shape. He's gonna go out there. And he's gonna fucking dominate. So, badass. We gotta get to cool, a match. Man. It's badass. It's yeah. It's really cool just because of the personal ties from uh, yeah. when I was a kid. And I'm not gonna lie, man. Like it's still like a little 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 fanboy, you know, in me. Uh, you know, comes out and it's it, it's all good, man. Uh, I, I enjoy it very much. And you know, the guy guys that I just mentioned are all just great fucking human beings. Um, you know, we share similar, uh, you know, similar like goals and, um, you know, I've helped them a lot with their, just help, helping them develop their mindset and, and helping them kind of develop a little more structure and impose a little more discipline. And, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's worked out on a mutually beneficial uh, level as far as, you know, what I've done for them on a personal level and what they've done for us, uh, as far as helping promote, you know, our company and advocating our business, obviously, uh, you know, that's helped us out a lot. That's huge. So before I'll put you on the spot, what a fun one before we get to closing, closing questions, uh, closing remarks. Uh, this is, this may or may not win you some fans over there or or might rough you up with a few of them. Who's, (laughs) who's your favorite wrestler on the screen when they're wrestling and who's your favorite, who's, who's even a better person off the screen? Man. Oh, man. I don't know if you should That's answer that question. One. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy to answer it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's so, it's like. You got to give me one, a, Chris. Don't yeah, as a, So as a kid, as a kid, it was Hulk Hogan, okay? Of course. There, I was in a, a group home, and uh, at the time, my circumstances weren't great. I remember, like, you know, going around and being vocal, telling all the other kids that, you know, Hulk Hogan was going to come adopt me, and I, I actually believed it. And yeah, like, he, he was the guy, you know, as a kid. Now, I mean, it's 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 so different now because I appreciate like the, just them as entertainers and athletes. And it's like, you know, you get the good guys and bad guys. I mean, the ones who do their job, man, and come in and like, if you're a bad guy, you should be out there getting booed. The fans should fucking hate you. You know, the fans love you. You're not doing your job. But if I had to say one, jeez, Hmm. I, yeah, you know, I, I honestly, I, I can't, I, I can't answer that. You're hiding. You're hiding. What I, I can easily answer who the best human being is, uh, and and honestly, not to be partial because they're my friends, but you know, uh, Jinder and, and and Sheamus. I mean, those guys, they're fucking amazing. I mean, they're humble. They're very grateful for their circumstances. They work very very hard, and 
you know, there's been a lot of situations where, you know, fans of theirs uh, that have signed up, you know, for our company um, have shared like testimonials of, uh, of the success that they've seen, you know, by using the nutrition solutions program and like, you know, sent like an email or talked to one of our guys and said, you know, yeah, like I was inspired by, you know, gender's transformation. I heard about uh, the company through, you know, Seamus and, you know, I started with you guys and I lost 40 pounds. And, you know, we've actually shared that information with those guys and they've like subsequently like took the time to like, you know, FaceTime like these people or one of our one of our employees would like call the client and be talking to them. Next thing you know, like Seamus Jenner would like grab the phone and be like, hey, and just, you know, just an awesome moment. And, you know, they're grateful for their fans. They're grateful for the people that, you know, support them and give them the opportunity to perform at the highest level and, uh, you know, create the the, the lives that they've uh, worked so hard for. So, um, and, you know, they've done a lot of stuff like, you know, charitable and philanthropic things that sure. you know, don't tie into nutrition solutions at all. But yeah, those two uh, definitely top-notch uh, human beings. And, and, and Ray as well. Ray's done a lot of that s- the same stuff. Um, I mean, I surround myself with people who are cut from the same cloth, and you know that's probably why uh, you know we're uh, we're all kind of up on that, uh, that 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 side of things and uh, those type of uh, philanthropic and you know charitable actions. Sure, absolutely. Well, you've you've said it. You've said a ton. You know, we've covered so much. We've been what an hour and thirty minutes, oh, Derek, probably, about yeah. that. Creeping up on that. Creeping up on that. Um, you know, there's so much, Chris. I mean, we're killing it. It's there's so much here. Uh, I'd love to get you back on at some point. I know we toyed around with the idea with having some friends on. I'd love to have you out here. Uh, I'd love to get you out here. And, and I know, I know, yeah. you know, we've been friends for a while. You followed me, and you, you've watched me walk into this this deal here at Falcor and and some of the stuff going on. And I I can't thank you enough for your support. You've always been a text message away. Uh, I appreciate mm-hmm. that. I know I know now, and I know you know this. And we're going to laugh about it. What it means now to give someone your phone number. The real yeah. phone, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and have the ability to reach out to somebody and and and, and touch them. And I, I can't I can't thank you enough for your friendship, for your time here. I know you're busy, and uh, we had some technical difficulties, but uh, I apologize for that. that no, was my fault. It's both sides. We we're glad to work it out. But uh, you know, you've said so much. Uh, uh, Sam, on the in the closing, we'll get to all the ads. But what do you want to plug? What do you want to? Where do you want to send people? Uh, give us all your ads and give us your shameless plugs. Yeah, I mean, honestly, what you, do you know, got going you guys on coming up? With any of the stuff I said, you can find me at Chris Cavallini on Instagram, um, you know, and uh, and Facebook. The company's uh, Nutrition Solutions. But honestly, I mean, the only thing I'd like to close with is just John. You know, guys, like, thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you for, uh, you know, just this interview was great I, I enjoyed talking about it and uh i uh I'm, I'm really happy uh with what you guys are doing and, and john i'm proud of you man like i have known you for a few years and there has been a remarkable come up with you physically you know mentally obviously professionally and uh brother like keep doing what you're doing man because uh there's a lot of people you know myself included that you know are are, are inspired by you know the things that you're doing and uh the progress that you're making and just uh just fucking stay on it, man. No, I appreciate it. We all appreciate it here. It means yeah. a lot, you know. As 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 the leader of this boat or the captain of this boat, we we all, it means a lot. And um, we're looking forward. Actually, we're gonna we're gonna pick a winner on some meals. We're gonna we're gonna change somebody today. The winner then, uh, is me. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're looking. I'm gonna forward. take care of you guys. Yeah, you don't have to worry about I'm gonna it. get Chris our address, and and we'll 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 all be eating nutrition solutions. We get a we get a great guest, a couple fitness people coming. in. Tony will be here next week. I'll have Chris get some meals. Out. We'll we'll all be eating them. So, uh, thank you again, Chris, not just for coming thank on, thank you guys, but for your friendship. 
Uh, and thanks for sharing your story with and everyone. Sharing too. that yeah, story, yeah, story yeah. and it's huge. And we're behind you 100%. We love what you're doing over there. Uh, I have had the meals in the past; they're delicious, and I'm looking forward to the next go round. It's been about a year since I've had them, uh, so I'm looking forward to it. Well, I look forward to your feedback, man. Sure. I'll have the team send some stuff over, man. Yeah, and let us you. know what we can do better. I'll get you the shop's address. You know, you can you can do better is just keep making them taste uh, taste more and more like cheesecake, like real. Yeah. Che- <laughs> can you make that chicken palm taste like a cheesecake? If you could make, Chris, a, uh, your, if you can make Lucky Charms healthy, yeah. John would. Can you make Lucky Charms make you healthy? a billionaire just from himself? Seriously, um, because I'm fat kid at heart. But uh, no, thank you again, and we appreciate it. I'm going to kick it over to Sam for closing remarks. And uh, Chris, I'll uh, I'll talk to you right after. I'm sure. All right, fellas. Yep. Thank Thanks you again, Chris. Hey, uh, we want to thank Chris Cavallini for being on the show of Nutrition Solutions. Uh, make sure again to head over and give them a follow at Chris Cavallini on Instagram and at Nutrition Solutions. We are doing a giveaway, like John said, that's a week's worth of meals from Nutrition Solutions and some swag from them. So thank you so much for that and some Falcor swag. We'll do some mag extensions and other hard parts in there as well, guys. To enter that giveaway, head over to Chris's latest Instagram post at Chris Cavallini. Like that post. Tag a friend. Tell them where you found us. Uh, head over to the Falcor post. Uh, our latest post on Instagram, rather. Yep. And make sure you like that post, tag a friend. Head over to the iTunes podcast app. This is important, guys. This really, really helps us out with with, uh, with our metrics and whatnot. Uh, leave us a review on the iTunes podcast app. Drop your Instagram handle in there, and we'll make sure that we uh, pick a winner uh, from that list. So, like I said, thanks so much for watching today, guys. We'll be here next week with Tony. We got good guests, yeah. Tony Seminot and Clint Hansen from Ballistic Advantage. So really, really big week coming up. Uh, we'll see you guys next Thursday on Behind the Flames. One more thanks plug, a lot for watching. One more plug. One more plug. One more plug. Wait. Sorry. Hey, so if you want to be in tune. Sponsors. No, well, sponsors too. But if you want to be in tune when we're going to go live, make sure you join the email list on the homepage of our website, falcordefense.com. Right on the homepage, join the newsletter. Are you wearing two sets of headphones right I now? I am. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he's crazy looking. <laughs> uh, sorry, I, I, I sponsors. Yeah, sorry. Based on the sponsors. Yeah, we talked about sponsors beginning. We'll talk about it right now. Again, two two one B Tactical, Kenzie's Optics, Bang Energy, uh, Mark Bell Strengthcast. Mark Bell, the the of course. Thank you to Slingshot and all the guys over there for jumping in and uh, and uh, mm-hmm. Taurus now on board. Taurus, Taurus, we're going to be doing some Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A, Kalispell to Chick Fil A. Yeah. Thank you to them, and uh, I think that's and, yeah, Blue, and thank you to Blue Line Tactical again for all the swag and everything coming in last week. Ilio's been working hard behind the scenes. He's awesome. Yep, great guy. If we missed anyone, email me directly and, and uh, <laughs> with your grievances. Again, thanks a lot, guys. We'll see you next Thursday live at 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time with Tony Simonot of Real World Tactical. Mm-hmm.